When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie Podcast. My name is Mark, and I am honored and privileged and excited to have Luke Henges as my guest today. What's going on, Luke? How you doing, bud? I'm doing wonderful. How about you? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. I'm a little different while I'm on than I am when I'm off, ain't I? I'm kind of a madman once I get on here. It's all good. It's all show business. These people know it. Fins and finds in the house. What's going on, Bob? How you doing? Um, I do want to make sure that you guys uh, know that if you're having a hard time finding uh, the link to Luke on Fish that it is in the description here. Make sure you get that. Also, links to Northwoods Angling, which is your original project that you're still a part of. Correct. Yep, fish on Luke and uh, Northwoods Angling. Northwoods Angling. I have, have a real, you know, this this interview might suck, Luke, because I have a pro, I have a problem interviewing people that I really enjoy uh, watching <laughs> on. So uh, if I do, please forgive me. It's 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 out of respect and, and admiration for you and and your body of work. So and there there see look at this. Chad's already sharing your link out. Hopefully we'll get there. I see Kevin's in the house. I see Kelly in the house. We got people coming in here. I see Jay's catfishing. Um, cool. Um, if you guys haven't, please share out the link. Let's get as many people as we can in here uh, and, and have a good chill. So where did it all start? Luke, what are some of your earliest fishing memories, man? I asked this all of my guests. I'd like to find out where they come from, how they got into fishing. You're, you're from the great state of Minnesota, right? I am. I grew up. Uh, born and raised in, you know, uh, South Central or Central Minnesota, Southwest Minnesota, I guess. And uh, started fishing with my dad on our lake cabin way back when I was just a tiny little kid. And uh, my dad passed away when I was eight. And then I kind of quit fishing for a while until uh, my mom got remarried to my stepdad. And then we got a cabin up north in northern Minnesota. Ended up moving up there in... Uh, eighth grade and um lived on a lake there so i did a lot of lake fishing and uh didn't get into catfishing until college so so what are your some of your earliest memory or memories fishing i mean like i'm talking what's the earliest fishing memory you can you can think of i bet i was i don't know if i really remember it or if it's just from pictures but i'm probably five or six years old you know catching bluegill huff out on lake minnewaska you know that's something about minnesota too the the names of the lakes are always so cool like that like <laughs> like winnebagoshish i've been up that way and the leech lake is is that in minnesota too yeah i grew up well my house my parents live 30 minutes from leech 30 minutes from leech yeah i spent yeah. A, a little little bit of time up there north you know my father was not a fisherman my grandfather was so my grandfather would guilt my father and mother into dragging his freeloading butt all the way up to minnesota to go fishing that in the northern woods in wisconsin so it, it really does hold a, a a dear place in my heart so i really i really like that part of the country and that's part of the reason i love having guests like 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 you and uh we had brian brosdale on here um, I, I want to give all these Southern catfish folks a, a taste of what life's like up North and, and how great it is. So thank you again for being, I told you it was going to be a crappy interview <laughs> when, when, when you're a fan of the people that come on. Uh, 
So where are you living at now? Are you still up in that neck of the woods? No, I live and work uh, in the Minneapolis area. In the Minneapolis area, in the yep. big city. There's a lot better selection of the ladies there, isn't there? Yeah, I wish I had more time. More time? Are you busy <laughs> with your day job and stuff? Yeah, I'm really busy. That'll do that to you. Um, so you had just picked up. Um, did you get rid of your Illumicraft? We'll start there. Yeah, I did. I went from my uh, StarCraft, my 16-foot center console I redid, and then went to the Illumicraft and realized the deep V life wasn't for me on the river here. So, And I transferred over to that uh, jet boat. You got that jet boat. Now, now, tell us a little bit about that jet boat. You were looking all over for it. You had a little uh, complications in picking one up at first. If you want to share with that, fine. If not, I get it. Yeah, I was really interested in the G3, you know, the uh, Gator Tough. And I was thinking maybe an 18-footer. So I, I talked to a guy out in Pennsylvania. Had a trip planned to stop at the Hellwig's house. Has all these plans for this the weekend. I told the guy I was coming. I said, hold the boat. I'm on my way. I got the money. And... uh I said, are we good to go then tomorrow? It was literally the day before. And um, he's like, I actually got offered more for it and sold it. So, so kind of crappy. I'm not going to lie. I, I remember you even going to the to lengths of uh, letting people know you were traveling that direction and, and trying to make fishing plans between here and there, which would have been really cool to do. Yep. So I'd have been kind of upset. So where did you end up uh, picking that boat up from anyway? I, uh, I ended up... Um, my buddy tagged me and said, hey, Luke, there's a, a 20-foot CCJ just went up for sale. And uh, right away, I messaged the guy. He gave me, he's like, just call me. So I called him. He's an older farmer from Missouri. He's like, I have a 20-foot 2017 with a 150-105 and uh, it has seven hours on it. And I was like, yep. So I went to the next day and grabbed it. And are you happy with it? Oh, I love it. I saw you've, you've put a couple of videos out already. I, I think I saw a short ears where you were like really buzzing right by the bank, weren't you? As long as there's, it's wet, I'm good. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I always worried about that. I, I grew up fishing on the, uh, the Tippecanoe River in uh, Indiana, like central Indiana. Not yeah. the best fish in the world, but uh, it's a pretty shallow river. I, I blew out a couple of lower units on an IO and, and busted a bunch of skags. I was one of always wondering about uh, uh we'll get there buck buck's already asking about that big fish on your wall buck we will get there my friend patience patience um i was always worried about that so uh now now that i see how how shallow you and a couple of the other people that run jets it kind of makes me think i should have pulled the trigger on that a little tell you what, the the peace of mind is worth every penny and you're not, how often are you like sucking gravel and stuff up into it? Are you having it clear the jet pump out or no? Probably cleared it six times since I've owned it. And yeah. I use it quite a bit. Yeah. How often are you fishing with that thing? I try to go like four times a week, but right now it's during the weekends because it's, everything's freezing right now. So yeah, I mean, Did, but the river, I'll be fishing the river through the winter. Pretty much. You just got to be really careful when you bring your boat in that everything's drained out right started out of the water even though it's not good for it but you have to otherwise you get frozen water in your lower jet and it's not good for anything so you so you are not winterizing the boat is what you're saying right i don't think well, so well you yeah but you're still gonna well the rivers are, are the do the rivers still stay open up there even in the 
Uh, no, I, the Minnesota River where I flatted fish freezes. I ice fish that river. Uh-huh. And then the Mississippi, parts of it will stay open. Parts of it will be open like when you get a warm week. And we can launch the boat and go walleye fishing. Um, mm-hmm. But there's parts of the Mississippi that, like, um, Pool 4 or Everett's Resort, they, they have it. It's open all year because it's below the nuke plant. So, Okay. So warm water discharge and stuff. Yep. Cool. So you're able to get out there. Cool. I wish I wish I had a spot like that besides Powerton, and that place is kind of terrible to fish, you know. And you got to end up walking. But regardless, I'm going off on another tangent here. You know, I'm uh, down here in northern Illinois. We're like right on that line of where we get like good ice some of the time, <laughs> not all of the time. So we get enough ice not to take a boat out, and we don't always have enough ice to go ice fishing, so it makes it kind of rough. So I'm going to try and head north up a little more this year, maybe get out there. Have you ever fished uh, for Browns in Milwaukee? Have you been? Have. You yep. have? Yep. And w- what's that like? Because I'm really thinking about my- See, a terrible interview again. I'm asking self-serving questions here. Um. Uh, I've only done it once, and I think I'm the only person that caught a fish in our group that day because it was literally 20 below zero. That was cool. I mean, I, it's one of those times that if you're not from way up north, you probably never experienced this or ice fished a lot, but when your hands get really, really, really cold and they're in the water and super windy, and then you go into the warm shelter, it's the most painful experience you'll ever experience in your life. I, I have a lot of issues with my hands. I froze them once, and it's been game over ever since. So now in the winter, when I do any winter fishing, if if I let them get cold, even out here dipping my hands into a minnow bucket out on on uh, Navy Pier when we're perch fishing is 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 a bad idea. So I end up using shrimp, but that's another story. Um, so you're you're would you consider yourself a cat fisherman or multi species fisherman? I mean, I've fished for stuff other than catfish longer than I've catfished, so. I don't know. Okay. It's hard to say. <laughs> so, what's your fa- what's your favorite species to chase? Uh, probably alligator gar. Really? And how often have you chased after them? We did it every year for like six or seven years, and kind of uh-huh. we didn't go this year, but I yeah. want to go. More. And where do you head? Where do you head for that? Southern Texas. Southern Texas. Yeah. So that's a, do you fly or do you drive down there? We drive with our boats. What's your boat? Oh, that's a long. That's a long ride, man. How long does it take? Sixteen hours. Yeah, and you still go straight through? It's one, two, three, four uh, miles, 1,234 miles. Wow, it's a long <laughs> ways, man. When yeah. I was a young man like you, I was able to make those drives too, not so much these days. I went out to Ohio, and and that seven hours was long enough for me. Oh, I'd rather fly, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do a lot of fly, uh, fishing via airplane, I guess you would call it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's it like packing all that? I know trivial questions here. What's that like packing all that gear up and getting it on a plane? Well, I usually when I fly somewhere, uh, like when I fly to Florida, I mailed everything to Florida. Okay. And, uh, keep it at my aunt's house by the ocean. Oh, nice. And what are you fishing for? I have Florida stuff that I keep there. I probably have like six rods and five tackle boxes full for when I go to Florida. And, and what are you uh, going after in Florida? Uh, usually we rent a boat, and then we go up for Benita or uh, so saltwater. Saltwater stuff, yeah. Cool. What do you like better, saltwater or freshwater? Be honest with me here. Saltwater fish fight way harder. They Not do. Close. There, there's some people I know. One of them might pop in and say hello, and it says they don't fight as hard. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, it's not even comparable. It's so different. Yeah. A five-pound Benita... Well, can spool you. I mean, 
it's if you're using if I was you catching a five pound walleye or even like a five pound catfish, I mean the speed of those runs those fish make in the salt water are just insane. My uh I know you got a list, you had a list of fish, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes here that you were chasing after. Um, that you I think you listed that last year, but one of mine is uh, um a grand grand trevally or giant trevally. Have you ever had yeah, you ever have a chance to go after those? Nope. That's too far, isn't it? That's like on the other side of the world, right? I've caught some of their relatives, but I've never caught a GT. It'd be awesome. I'd love to. That's lottery money fishing right there. Yeah. Go for a month, (laughs) chase them down. So what are some of the more exotic species besides Bonita that you've had a chance to fish for saltwater-wise? I've had a lot of saltwater fish. I just don't know what they were. Yeah. I I lost uh, fished. I fished uh, Boca Grande twice now for tarpon when they have the big tarpon run. Uh, I mean, every fish in the the pass is over 100 pounds. That's crazy. And it's stacked. Like, when you get into a group of tarpon, getting them to bite is the hard part. I had, uh, I've had two on. I had one all the way up to the top, and it full launched on me, and it spit the hook. Um, I haven't got one to the boat yet. That's kind of yeah. what I want to get one, but it's frustrating to fish for them. So. I, 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 I can imagine. Now, the the deal with the um, with the tarpon is you can't take them out of the water, correct? They just got to yep. stay in the water, and and at least at, at least in uh, 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 our waters they are. I know down south some guys take them out, and didn't Black Tip get in a bunch of trouble for doing that just recently? There's a lot of people that get in trouble tarping because yeah. you can, can't use certain kinds of hooks. There's a lot of rules. Yeah, I think he got in a bunch of trouble for that. So uh, um, pay attention to the rules and regs. Keep yourself out of trouble, people. That's my best advice of the day. All right, so back to freshwater fish. So uh, I had mentioned that that list that you came up with a while, a while back. Um, what were some of the fish that were on that list, if you remember? I know it's been a while back, a while ago. It has been. Yeah, I, um, probably big sharks. I've only caught smaller sharks. Um, well, I know I know perch was on that list, uh, like a four-pound perch or three-pound perch. Forget I me. Want, I would like to catch a three. I mean, that's I have one next to me on this side over here that's the, been my biggest so far. Your Idaho one, right? Yeah, I was 2-2. Two, two. I would like to catch a three. is pretty tough. I, I'd like to catch a red perch from Europe, too, a big mm-hmm. one. Um, there's a lot of fish i want i used to want to catch a goliath a lot more but now that i talk to people that have actually caught them it's not really high on the list anymore yeah um but can i ask so many... why that is i'm not really familiar with the goliath uh, i think it's because the... the shortness of you see the fish drop the bait in front of its mouth and you watch it eat it and then set the hook kind of is how it works i guess i don't know but L- little too easy not even that it's easy. It's just my back sucks nowadays, and I probably yeah. couldn't handle it anyways. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope your back gets better, my friend. I really do, because I can definitely sympathize with that. I mean, a 30-pound flathead hurts the next day for me, but I'm old again. So <laughs> Let's, um, So another fish I remember on there that really piqued my attention was a Xander. You want to catch one of those, don't you? Yeah, I can go just a couple hours to catch one. A couple hours. I have family in Eastern Europe that uh, before COVID had invited me to come out there and go fish for, for Xander and some Welsh catfish that I wasn't able to do nope. that. So when I saw that Xander on there, I, I, I didn't realize that uh, you could catch them here in the States. But the, are, are they on preserves or on Indian reserves? I know a couple of Indian reserves raise them, don't they? Or am I mistaken? No, you can, you can just go fish for them. They're in the you North can. Dakota. North Dakota? Yep. You spend a lot of time in the Dakotas? 
I lived there for quite a long time. I went to college in the Dakotas, yeah. Yeah, a lot of big perch out there, right? Uh, that's South Dakota mostly. I mean, Devils, okay. I guess, too. For I, There's big perch in both Dakotas, I guess. But uh, I, I didn't fish a ton. I mostly just fished the Red River. Uh, well, while you were out there, you mean, right? Yeah, because I lived um, right by the river. so. Okay, and the Red River is known for big channel cats, or am I mistaken? That you are not mistaken. What kind of what kind of channel cats are we talking? Um, I, I'm talking when my first year, um, my first year ever channel cat fishing. Um, I remember one day I caught uh, forty two fish over thirty six inches. That's crazy in a weekend, not a day. But are I mean, you one of them guys? Do you go by the inch or do you go by the pound normally? Depends how big they are. Uh huh. 36 a, inches what kind of pounds are we talking because i have no idea how to convert if it's like a 36 inch by 22 girth which is a pretty chunky one you're in the the low 20s low 20s yeah that's yeah i'm over here on my desk measuring out in front of me that's a good fish there's only a couple of places and that's one of them where you can catch them that size one of them happens to be close to my home here and uh, i want to quit mentioning that m word because i don't want everybody and their mother <laughs> showing up there so my pb's from there Oh, it is? And what's your PV channel cat? 28. 28, that's crazy. That 30 is a magic number with channel cats, isn't it? It's what I want to go next to this big girl behind me. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that again. I'm saving the best for last. So, <laughs> Yeah, he, there's Betty right there. She mentioned the M word right there. Uh, has, <laughs> has Luke ever fished Mendota? What is your Mendota and personal record blue cat or a channel cat? Uh, 38 by 24 is my biggest. Uh huh. And that was to like 28 pounds. You're saying, right? Right around 28 ish. Yeah. And, that's uh, big. um, I didn't weigh it, but that's kind of probably what it would have came out to somewhere. Give or take a half pound. Um, got a lot, probably got a thousand over 20 pounds. Uh, cause I lived on the red for so long. I uh-huh. got a lot of 20 pound catfish. So what's your favorite catfish to catch? Loaded question. Let's see what kind of enemies we can make today, Luke. I would probably say blue cats. Blue cats, really? You like them better than flatheads? I love flatheads too, but I like. It. I have to be in different moods to fish for them. I guess I I like the 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 inhaling of a bullhead in the middle of the night. That intrigues me for flatheads, and they live a very uh, predatory apex predator lifestyle, which is. Kind of like how Spencer feels about flatheads. Is oh, yeah, me too. They, they live the apex life. Like, they're the kings of the river. Nothing's going to really take a flathead. They're taking everything else. So. But, I always tell, tell my friends that flatheads are muskies you got to put your back into. Yeah, you're pro- yeah, you're right. They dig harder like that. Yeah, they dig real hard. They weigh a lot more. They're they're pretty hard to catch. I, I, I know some of these muskie guys these days are getting good at getting muskies. When yep. I was a young man, muskies were... They, they were the fish at 10,000 casts, like they always say. Now they're getting a little better at finding them in combination with electronics and, and everything that we've learned over the years and stuff. But, you know, same with flathead, but they're still hard to catch, at least in my neck of the woods they are. And I can only imagine how hard they are to catch for you because there is a one-pole limit in Minnesota, isn't there? Yeah, it can be uh, better be on your A game. Let's just say that. And, and what, what kind of baits can you use live? Anything that's not a game fish or an invasive okay. species. 
All right. For some reason, I thought you were only allowed to use like bullheads for live bait. We can use creek chubs, suckers. Um, we can use bullheads. Okay. Um, frogs. Um, I mean, that's pretty. We can't use the carp, any carp species. You cannot use carp? No, not even really? cut. Why is, can I ask why that is? Because I honestly don't know. Well, it goes with the law that we can't use invasives as bait, cut bait, oh. or live bait. And okay. even though they're naturalized invasive now and they're in all the lakes, especially in the southern part of the state, um, it should be legal, but they won't change it because it, it would have to change the whole writing of the law, I think, is how it works. Um, mm -hmm. That's it. That's the only thing I can think about that and why it would be okay. that way. Uh, and what, what the one pole limit, something you grew up with. So, I mean, that's how do you overcome that? Um, just fish until you catch something, learn your spots, right? Bring people with you and get a lot of rods, have a lot of kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, when we fish the border water, we can fish more than one, though. Oh, okay. Because you got the whole reciprocity or ice or fishing, we can fish two. Okay, cool. You do a lot of sturgeon fishing through the ice, don't you? Oh, and out of the ice, right? More out of the ice than on the ice, but yes. Yeah, and you were just on the, uh, didn't you just fish a sturgeon tournament not too long ago? I fished a sturgeon tournament, and then, yeah, right before that was the veterans event for sturgeon. Okay, and how did that go for you? Great. I mean, the tournament didn't go great. You either win it or you don't win it in there. One winner. One winner, that's it, huh? Even There's if you no have four people in your boat, only one person in your boat wins if he catches the biggest one. So, oh, okay. So it was just the biggest. It's the biggest fish. It's not pounds or anything. Yep. So there's no second place or anything. Nope. You get when you. How they do it is the winner gets a jacket, they get a trophy, and then they get a free guided trip for white sturgeon in Washington. Okay. And then, um, if you catch a fish big enough, you get tickets for it. If it's like over sixty, you get three. If it's over forties, eight. To 50 you get one and then they do raffles for cash prizes afterwards okay well that doesn't sound too bad it sounds fun interesting yeah are they still having that eel pout festival up there no no they stopped that didn't they she gone what happened she's gone <laughs> no more all right we won't talk about that i guess it's just too much trash and riffraff that was happening every year they they the city just stopped allowing it okay that makes sense when people get carried away so l let's talk about the 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 elephant so to speak in the room the fish behind you that's yeah. your pb blue cat huh it is my biggest ever and and what did that weigh well supposedly i didn't weigh it it's in the charts, it's between 106 and 118, but I just say 118. That it's it, all <laughs> that matters is what you think of it, right? <laughs> I got good length and good girth measurements, and uh, uh -huh. um, I went off the charts for that. And I I was curious because when uh, um, oh, what's his name, Dale Russell Lowe Jr., when he caught that 142, that was certified and weighed. Uh huh. I want. I asked him what his measurements because he got measurements too, and that formula put his within 0.5 pounds of his weight of his fish, which is makes me confident about the weight on mine. <laughs> and that's a replica you have behind you, correct? Yep, that's a replica I got. So you released that fish to be caught again? Oh yeah. 
what what body of water without giving away any specifics did you catch that on if i can ask we were an hour and a half north of kansas city on the missouri river you were on the Missouri. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. heard stories about the Missouri. That's on my bucket list of fish. Lyle keeps telling me he's going to take me fishing there. I'm going to hold him to that pretty soon. So it's a, it's an animal of a river. I'll say that. A lot of current, right? It's Holy really fast. God. Nothing pretty like dangerous. it. It's hard to believe fish that big live in there, but people swear by fast and hard current, deep water, and a lot of current when it comes to blues. I don't understand either, but they're in there. <laughs> Current's a lot, a lot less at the bottom than it is at the top. Oh, current-wise, that makes sense to me. That current's probably going right over the top. Um, let's see. I There was a question here. Someone's asking me what your PB flathead is. Uh, like mid-40s, mid-40 pounds. Okay, there it is. Jeremy's tournament catch. That's nothing to be seized at either. But you're constantly getting 20s and 30s up there by you, aren't you? Yeah. Now, why do you... Go ahead. Why do you think that is? Because we kind of have that same problem here on the Fox. There's like this, this, this area where they just stop. It's like they can't grow any bigger. There's, I mean, I just think I don't. I haven't been doing it as much in the last few years. For okay. Um, I have friends that catch fifties and have caught sixties out of the river. I mean, they're in there, and the record would probably our state record seventy pounds on the nose, and. uh now Minnesota has catch and release records that are verified as state records too. So nobody has to kill them now, which is nice because to get a verified weight record, you have to kill the fish in Minnesota. Really? No way around it. Not a single way around it. Nothing you can do. I, I, I'm part of the workshop with our um, the catfish group here in Minnesota, and I, I've asked the biologist that question exactly. And there's no way around not killing the fish if you want the actual book record for weight on a fish so now they have catch and release records where you have to get pictures and video of the length um of the fish you catch it's for flathead muskie pike and sturgeon so it's kind of cool okay we got a guest popping in here what's oh, going on Lyle? how you look at him how's my how's my original son doing oh gosh i'm better now <laughs> <laughs> What's that say about me? Holy smokes. <laughs> oh, I see the picture of that frog. It reminds me of the first time I ever met you. That, that's very good. That frog was from uh, the Missouri River, too. That thing was awesome. Big old oh, man. It's great to see you on here again. Are you going to start doing live stuff again, Luke? Once I hit 1,000 subs, I will. 1,000 subs. How far are you away? I'm about halfway. You're halfway. Everybody needs to run over there to fish on <laughs> Luke and subscribe. I'm excited to get back into it. I, I've been doing the old, uh, I did a TikTok live the other day for fun just to see what it felt like to do it again. Oh, hey, you're I missed the king, that. Of, king of live feeds, man. I Absolutely. missed it. For all the people out in chat, uh, Luke is the original live feed man. He, he's the one that started all the live feed fishing and stuff. And, and you had some pretty big audiences watching you there for a while, didn't you? Yeah, I think I've had some like almost 5,000. 5,000 people. Yeah. That's a lot of people watching. That's crazy numbers. Real quick before I let this go, Creole Catfishing wants to know what your PB alligator gar is. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ah, 7-6. 7-6. That's a big fish, man. It is. That's Look, a big I got to go. Lyle, Great. good seeing you. Yes, sir. We need to get together one of these days. We keep talking about it. The last time we fished together was Quincy, Illinois. Let's figure something out. Let's do it. Good to see you, my friend. See you, Lyle. Thanks for stopping in, Lyle. I told you he wanted to stop and say hello to you. Hello, Lyle. Someone's telling me you're at 499. We got to be able to get him up to at least 420. Uh, We'll see what we can do. Only only subscribe if you like it. I don't want people to Absolutely. Watch his stuff and you'll like it. When when you're done watching everything on Fish on Luke, go over to Northwoods Angling and see why he had uh, 5,000 people in his uh, uh, live streams. The man can catch fish. He loves the fish probably just as much, if not more, than any of us in this room. Um, And he's good at it. He's been doing it from a very young age, including um, the the YouTube and, and the whole online thing. So it's like a perfect storm when it came so mega kudos to you on all of that you're one of the guys that got me into doing this circus side show <laughs> you really are i mean you can't teach an old dog new tricks but you definitely did and hopefully i'll learn some more so let's see what else we got here if you guys want any questions asked answer asked and answered just put in some special characters at the front whether it's a question mark asterisk or whatever um there we go we got people saying they subscribed you won't be uh disappointed that you did so well i think when you ask me my favorite species i think um it's broad i think saltwater is like most exciting in terms of like excitement and crazy bites but i think like white sturgeon and gar are probably tied yeah i like white sturgeon a lot have you have you been out west to catch them? Yeah, I did the Snake River first, and then I went to Fraser River in British Columbia. And and w- w- what sizes are we talking there? How many feet? I got an eight footer when I was in British Columbia. That's crazy. I'm not even going to ask you what that would weigh. They say on the charts in British Columbia, that's right, 330 pounds. 330 pounds. That's it was, insane. It was seven six to the fork, about eight feet to the tip of the tail, and right at about 330. You got pictures of you with that fish, I hope? Oh, yes. You you didn't get a replica made of that thing, did you? No, I got a video of it, and I when I was, I get to get in to hold the fish because you can't take them out of the water. Well, you can't anyways. You ain't lifting that fish in the boat anyway. Right. I got in the water, and I have waders on because the water's freezing cold up there. I mean, wicked cold. And I got in. I took one step too far out to grab the, the head or the tail, and the water went straight down the waders. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> Lost that'll my raise, breath. That'll raise your voice a couple of octaves. Oh my gosh. Mm. All right. Uh James Dockery Fishing says, Does Jacob still hold the record for riding a white sturgeon? He's What's that there. all about? <laughs> he jumped on the one's back when it was trying to swim away before we got a picture. James Dockery's a huge fan of yours. I know he's in all your live streams. Oh, yeah, I know James. Yeah, James is a good dude. He's a friend of mine. Uh, I consider him a decent friend. An angry little guy sometimes, but he's a good. <laughs> but he's a good friend. Uh, subscribe to James Dockery Fishing, everybody. He hates when people subscribe to him, Luke. Unlike you, he doesn't like it. So <laughs> we're trying to get him up to to five hundred to make him really upset. So 
Freddie's telling me you're at 503. So this is turning into a subscriber job. Make sure you watch his content and comment, people, so they stick because that seems to be a problem. It's kind of an eventful day. I did a, a video with Spencer came out today again, and then I, I put out a video today, and now I'm on here. I, I believe me, yours and Spencer's videos are on my, I queue them up because I'm so busy and I try to keep up on the queue and I'd be lying if I didn't skip some to get some of the other videos they want to watch. So I'll make sure to get, get to yours and Spencer's. I've been watching him for a long time. He was a guest on my show. He did it while he was out on the boat fishing, got a little dark and he had a few, uh, bush lattes during the show, but <laughs> must be the right Spencer. <laughs> That's, it sounds to me like him. That was him. Uh, but I'm grateful he was on here, definitely. Someone says he may have a bigger sturgeon than two stands. I think it might be. Maybe that's why he was, Stan wasn't in here. One, one of the people in this uh, catfish community picked up a sturgeon on the uh, on the um, James River. That was at like 222 pounds. Atlantic so sturgeon. Atlantic sturgeon. He's really proud of that. And there's no seas or anything over there. So uh, uh, he claims to have been catfishing. Yeah, you can't um, even catch and release them there. Well, on purpose. On purpose. That's yeah. the key word right there. Same with the Wisconsin River here in the uh, their lake sturgeon here in the Wisconsin River. Yeah. Um, there were on my bucket list, and little Eric took me sturgeon fishing up there with him. Had a blast fishing. I got onto a forty incher, not a monster, but I was surprised how hard that forty incher pulled. It's probably only a fifteen pound fish. You yeah, know. it wasn't even, it wasn't even, I was going to say between 15 and 20 pounds, you know, you yeah. got to stretch it out. You, you, I, I always do, but that's me. I ain't going to even lie about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, it was pulling like, I, I had a Abu 6500 Pro Rocket locked down and it was still pulling drag. Oh, easy. I and when they get up to like the 50 inch mark, it's five times that. It's weird. I got to get up there uh, again with Eric. He said he was going to take me, but we both got kind of busy. He wants to put me on a 50 plus. So I'm looking forward to that, yep. man. He's a good kid. I like him. I approve of him yes. very much. So he's a good dude. Um, no way. Jose fishing. Welcome. Thanks for your sub. Glad uh, that you uh, um, are, are here chatting. He's got a question for Luke. It says, uh, what's your PB largemouth? Are you a largemouth guy? Let's start there. Uh, yeah, I like bass fishing. I haven't got it. First off, no way, Jose is one of my buddies from Florida. He has been grinding hard on YouTube for a couple of years now, and it's been kind of a slow growth for him. But that boy catches some crazy saltwater fish. So if you do want to watch some saltwater, check his channel out for one. The call has been made, folks. Why don't you, if somebody could get uh, No Way Jose Fishing's link and post it in chat, we'd appreciate it. We can all check out his channel. If you like his content, subscribe, watch something, and leave a comment. We got to tell everybody that because the YouTube's been taking people's subscribers away, so we want to make sure people know that. So He was uh, also an OG live streamer for fishing. And I met him in Florida after watching his live stream, and dude, that boy knows some saltwater stuff I've never even seen before. I'll just say that. <laughs> It's good to have friends like that, isn't it? Luke? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it's always good to have friends that are better than me at fishing. That's the way I look at it. So. My PB smallmouth is bigger than my PB largemouth. I only, I think I've only four te four tens my biggest largemouth, so it's not that impressive. I got you beat, but does bycatch count in your book? Oh yeah. Okay, I was crappie fishing. I got a six pound four ounce. I got I don't know how I got him in on six pound test, but I did. And uh, I always feel guilty when I tell people that because I wasn't fishing for bass. I love bass fishing. It's I like it because it's easy. 
Yeah, pretty much. It's not easy to catch a giant, but it's easy to catch a bass. Let's just say yeah, that. I agree. What about smallmouth? What's your PB smallmouth? Uh, over five. It was. Yeah. Uh, I lit grew up on a smallmouth lake, so. Okay, so have you have you been out on the Great Lakes smallmouth fishing? That's something I'd really like to do someday. Uh, I, the only time I go on the Great Lakes is for salmonoid species of fish. Okay. So lake trout, king salmon, uh, um, big rainbows, and uh, browns. Jacob Hay wants to know, what's the catfish behind you weigh? 118 pounds with an asterisk. With an asterisk, so good enough for me. Betty's got a question. Is this catfish and crappie? What's Luke's crappie fishing experience? Oh, thanks, Betty. I love crappie fishing. You do? Oh, yeah. That makes me happy. So where, where, how often do you uh, get out crappie fishing? Um, in the fall, a decent amount. I didn't get to go a whole lot this year. I got my PB white crappie this year, um, this last spring. Mm-hmm. Um, that was almost 15 inches. That's a sweet one right there. Yeah. And then my biggest black is probably right around the same. Uh-huh. It's on my, I have a personal best chart for every species I've ever caught. So I keep an Excel spreadsheet cause I do spreadsheets for work. So I had to make a spreadsheet for my biggest fish. And then I included the fish I want to catch on there so I can fill in the spot once I catch one. There you go. You know, I have that in my log. I need to get mine. You know, I'm a computer guy by trade. You'd think I'd have an access database all set up, you know, and, and online and everything. But I got, I literally have one of them right in the rain pens and one of them waterproof things that I write everything down. I just don't have the time to get everything transferred over. And I'm kind of lazy. I ain't going to lie. Just to be clear, to I'm not great at crappie fishing. I go at certain times of the year when I know where they are. Just to be clear, neither am I, and my channel's <laughs> named Catfish and Crappie. I ain't going to lie. But I had a discussion about this the other day with a friend. Like, I thoroughly enjoy catching slab crappies, like, a lot. I, I, I agree. Just, you know, there's no guilt in taking a bunch home and frying them up either. I, I, I started crappie fishing because of some a lot of crappie experience when I was a kid. And then I started chasing like trophy catfish and, and, you know, my whole family from being from Eastern Europe, they want their, you know, their subsistence fishing fishermen because they're dirt poor, you know, they ate, they caught fish to eat. So it kind of filled that whole need to, 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 to fish to eat. And they are fun to catch too, especially when you get on a whole limit or two, that's when you're crazy or, or when you take somebody who isn't very successful at it and they get a limit, they get all happy. So yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you something I enjoy with crappies. All right. Showing you my perch I got that I mounted. Yeah, that perch too. That Holy cascade, smokes! That's a cascade perch. That's crazy. And you got drove all the way to Idaho to that. That thing's a monster. Yeah, I fly to Idaho for him. Now that that's, I, I believe I saw you put that fish back, right? So those are replicas, correct? This is a dead fish. Oh, that's actually a skin mount. Yeah. Okay, cool. I only keep. I mean, it's weird, Lars. Let me just set this down. So I don't have to hang it back up. Oh, take your time. I'll hang it up later. But I love I love my show, but I make no claims to being a professional, not whatsoever. Cascades, uh, where I go to fish for purchase, kind of been declining as of the last few years because they have no limits for perch out there okay so it's tough on the fishery they don't care about them out there because they're not a salmonoid species so 
stuff from the biologist in the state don't want them really. They were kind of a, I don't know, almost like a test thing back in the day. So, well, I had the honor of interviewing Babe Winkleman last year. That was nice, and he was explaining to me the smallmouth situation back in the day in Minnesota, and how they used to treat them just like they would treat perch up there, or or, or how unfortunately I hear they're treating those big channel cats up in Mendota through the ice. Yeah, I've heard a lot of bad stuff. So uh, I think the more we educate people in, in in catch and release, and and maybe steer them to species like crappie that you know that can bounce back a lot better, and and still you know, have limits in place and stuff. I think responsible harvest, which is what's been preached a lot. I was introduced that term from uh, um, uh, Steve Ranella. He uses that a lot. Yep. I'm a yep. big, I'm a big fan of his. I read a lot of his literature and stuff. And, and that makes sense to me. The guy's definitely, you know, I'm wearing an eat fish t-shirt for Christ's sake, <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm not a guy that's going to, I'm not the quote unquote buckethead, but I think there's a happy medium that, that we can keep everybody happy. You know, you got the people that insist on keeping what they catch and you got the people that are really, you know, far out on the other side that say, you got to yep. put everything back. There's definitely a happy medium. So I, lo- I love eating fish, but I'm responsible. I feel like I'm responsible when I do it. So yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that whatsoever. And you know, speaking of eating fish, you just did a drum. We should have done this with Lyle. Cause Lyle's not a fan of drum eating. But Mr. Dockery is, so we always have these arguments late at night about if drums a an, a food worthy fish. I'm gonna be honest, I it was a good fish. And you said and watch, go and check out the video. I don't, I hate to spoil it for everybody. You did mention it did have a little aftertaste to it, though, right? That was right little, away, and then it didn't. And then it didn't. No, it was like very pleasurable to eat. Like it wasn't, it like it was. I would good table fare. I could mix it with walleye. I mean, would you feed something to your? To, again, I'm stealing this from Steve Ranella. Would you feed it to guests? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well that's good enough for me. So you hear that, James Dockery? Next, next, uh, and I catch a lot of them. So next one I catch, I'm going to bring it home and I'm going to eat it. And I'm gonna, I'll catch two. I'm going to bring one home and eat it. I'm going to try smoking one. You ever have? Sure, they're smoked? smaller. Small. Okay. No barn doors. Spencer says the same thing. He loves drum too. He eats them regularly. Yeah, I yeah. No but he said the smaller ones, and some of them aren't good, and some of them are. He said. Yeah. So it's like a luck lottery pick. I got a good one apparently when I ate mine. So cool. Let let me ask you this: um, How good a bait do you think drum are for flatheads? Live or cut? Either. I think for live they're great. Really. I've never cut anything on a drum, live or cut. Man, I've tried so many times. I've given up on them. Do I think that? I would rather not use them as cut bait because I don't think they're one of the best, but I think like a small eight to 10 inch drum on a big old J hook is, I think flatheads are eating them. No, I, I, I think that bodies of water, uh, parts of the country and stuff are kind of different. So I've heard people say some are, are not. And I know that, uh, um, the reason why I'm asking you is cause you got that one pole limit. So you're going to use whatever bait gives you the biggest bang for the buck, right? Yep, you're exactly right. It's kind of kind of a bummer. It can't like I'd love to throw a cut rod and a flat and a live bait rod or two live baits and test stuff that's different, but it's tough to be legal, you know. Yeah, and 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 it, and it's good that you stay that way. I mean, 
I do a lot of trial and error stuff too, you know, mid, depending on where on the water column, just having two, we only have two rods here. If we're moving, if we're drifting, we can have three, depending on the DNR officer, you might be able to get away with three. If you're bank fishing, if you have one marked as a bank line, but if you come across one, that's not, uh, um, not very friendly, it could be a problem. Mike Turner says, I would love to fish with Luke next time you're around Omaha on the Missouri River. Almost be like fishing with Epic. There you go. <laughs> That's one of the biggest reasons why I got into this YouTube thing is to uh, um, open up my fishing opportunities. There we go. Betty, Betty's posted No Way Jose's link. I'm going to have to check that out when I get out of here, too. Um, let's see what other questions we got in here. Man, everybody's sharing out your links. Hopefully, we can get you a bunch of subs. That's cool. Here's a question. James Dockery fishing. Oh, if I can get it to work. There we go. Uh, does Luke have T-shirts for sale? If so, how can we buy one? Nope. No merch yet? <laughs> no, I got my design on a shirt. You want to see it? Yeah, let's see that. You got that put on your back window, too, didn't you? Yeah, I got it on a sweatshirt. Now. Let me grab it. And no, Chad, I am not intentionally ignoring James Dockery. Is he messaging me? I don't answer messages. There we go. Flathead edition. Very cool. That's your jacket. Nice. Pretty cool stuff. You had that made specially for you, right? Yes, sir. Are you going to be selling those jackets? Because I'd buy one. First thing I'm doing is getting, I'm getting that skeleton flathead logo laser etched on a leather patch for hats. Oh, perfect. And I don't know. I think I'm going to, I'd only be selling them at the local bait shop here, but uh, maybe at some point I can start, I can do some drop ships or mail some out. It's, it's a lot of work, man. <laughs> you ain't kidding. You know how many of these hats I've sold? Holy smokes. It's been, I'm not complaining, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's Peter's in charge of all the Northwoods angling stuff. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And for a while, man, he was busy. <laughs> If he's still willing to do that, you might just give him a cut to sell your stuff, your fish on Luke stuff. You can do that too. I can think of a couple of people might be willing to drop ship for you. So, I mean, if it's all right. So, um, no way Jose fishing says, uh, we need to get Luke back down here. I've learned a lot since the last we fished. I don't doubt it. My brother just moved there today. Oh, did he? Well, good luck to your brother and his move. Um, so do you have any plans to go South for the winter? Oh yeah. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to Florida once um, this winter, maybe twice, depending on how much time. Then I'm doing my normal uh, Cascade ice fishing. And then I'm also going to Alabama in January, I think, is the trip for Blue Cats. Where are you fishing in Alabama? Are you going to hit Wheeler? Or are you Wheeler. Gonna... Wheeler and Wilson. Wheeler? Yep. Here we go. We're back. Here we says, do they taste like lobster? I think he's asking about the drum. <laughs> The only thing that I think that tastes like lobster is burbot. So burbot, yeah, cooked at seven up. I actually, uh, I made a catch and cook for that, and it, it came out too long. So I pan fry mine like scallops. I I I bread them, and it tastes like a fillet of fish. I ain't even gonna lie. It really <laughs> does. I mean, cod's a cod, but it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, drum in Creole in Creole red gravy is good. I think he's talking about the saltwater drum, aren't you? He's down in Louisiana. Saltwater drum's amazing. 
I, I, I've had it before at restaurants and stuff. Haven't caught one yet. That's another I, one on my list. I cooked my first redfish probably a month ago. My buddy was down in Louisiana and brought me back two uh, big redfish fillets on the on the shell, and I grilled those things with some seasoning. It was top three fish I've ever had in my life. Really? And what's your top? What's your favorite fish to have? Mm, that's up there, and like my favorite I've ever had. A really well cooked uh, eel pouts up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say walleye because everyone says walleye up here. So, but I do like walleye. I, I think that redfish might be the most best like flavors fish I've ever had. I think probably now that I think about it. I uh, we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> Betty Jean has a question. Uh paid flight and roof over your head for a week where are you headed what you fishing for? oh if you had a paid flight and a roof over your head where are you going to go to fish if you could pick anywhere uh the amazon the amazon yeah. have you been down there or no no i want to got fishing fish smack is another one of those guys that has great content but for some reason he needs all the help he can get somebody post trey's link out there too let's get a bunch of subs for him he's got really good stuff betty with another question you can only target one species the rest of your life which one is it hmm. if i had to pick one species the rest of my life it would probably be that's tough. Uh, you know, if I had to pick one species forever, I'd probably be flatheads up there in the top of that list, I think, up there for freshwater especially. I'd, I'd have to agree. As frustrating and as, as many hours of sleep I use because of doing it, I wouldn't give up a single one of them yeah. or a single one of those fish, so. Uh, let's see. No way. Jose wanted me to ask you what's your favorite fish to eat. I think we answered that already. And it was redfish, redfish, right on. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to find some questions. So twisted fishing TV says, uh, the secret to building a large channel, uh, channel following is promotion and networking i think i'm pretty sure that the northwoods guys know that right would you agree with that part of the formula there's a lot more to it that i've learned from some of my friends that have million subs <laughs> there's Please, so much it, it's so much involved in it i it's it's hard to even talk about sometimes because it's there's so much depth in it it, it it's it's insane isn't it there's so much depth of just like creating a video and then it's exponential trying to get people to just watch that video and interact with it and actually like yep. this stuff i think it's, the most it, important thing to get a big channel is finding your niche yep and making sure there's an audience for said niche too I, yep you know there's a couple of people out there that that they have channels that that are probably the subject matter expert on whatever niche they are and they got you know 500 people in the world that actually watch them you know but twisted's right i mean that's definitely part of the algorithm and part of growing i mean there's just so much involved in it yeah you can ask think- 10 different youtubers and they'll all have 10 different answers they will please youtube that would be my first 
piece of advice give them what they want everybody keeps talking about beating an algorithm but if you meet it which is what click throughs right and and viewer retention that's a good start yep yep worry about the rest later yeah i say when you find a video that does really well try doing more of those videos yep watch your analytics um yep. so what are your plans for your channel from here on out i'm gonna be honest i uh i kind of I'm all over the board with stuff I'm going to plan on doing right now. I don't want to just catfish. I don't want to just sturgeon fish. I want to do like, I'll probably have a walleye video coming out soon. Um, mm -hmm. I just want to grow and grow a community of, you know, awesome people like Northwoods was. And it's, they'd love going places and people saying, Oh, you do the YouTube thing. And it's like, even at, like I told my friends at the catfish conference, these little tiny kids would come running up to me. Dude, that makes me feel so much better than any amount of subscribers it can get. I mean, it's so awesome seeing making little kids his day and even adults. I mean, when people say like how I've helped them or love watching you and I'm feeling this way or we watch it as a family, that's dude, I love that. That's so awesome. I, I agree. And and you know what? You made Lyle Stokes feel that way when you ran up to him with with those frogs story that I hear all the time. No, seriously, it, it you really did. And, and it's good to hear that you're finally getting some of that back. So that's yeah. pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, do you plan on doing some monster lives again once you get back up there? I'd love to. Yeah. I love, you know, I you, love live streams. You know, we can get you on live stream without having a thousand subs, right? We can get you all set up for that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I just don't know how that all works. So, it's even easier than YouTube. Trust me. We can talk after the show. We got people sharing links out there. Fish Smacks links. Way to go if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, Fish and Freedom. Danny Storner Outdoors. He's, he's sent links. So uh, cool. Um, pontoon Jody in the house. All right. Excellent, Luke. Well, I want to thank you for being a guest, my friend. Um, I want to thank everybody in, that's listening to this out on the podcast after the fact. I want to thank everybody that's live here in the, in the audience. I do want to remind everybody, hey, if you want to get in touch with me or you want to check out what we're doing, hey, no real loss in the house with the super chat. Boom. Thank you very much, Bex. I appreciate you. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, like I was saying, find out what's going on. Merch is coming out soon. Who knows? Maybe I can talk. Uh, um, Luke is selling some merch on my site. Can't hurt to have some connections, right? That's right. I got, I got some better connections than me. I don't sell enough of it, but I like to talk big in front of the car out. Don't tell them that. Um, we're going to have some giveaways after we say goodnight here, but I want to thank everybody for checking it out. And, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, check the description. Luke's link is on there. Go there, watch his videos, subscribe. I know you're going to like what you want, um, what you see. Uh, and there's no reason to waste any time anywhere else. Uh, thank you everybody. Have a good night on the podcast land. Everybody hang out here. We're going to do a couple of giveaways for some sticker packs and stuff, uh, to thank my supporters. All right, guys, have a good night. Thanks for listening. 